with Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. Talking about Sealing God's People, we have since the 19th of January, 2019, while we were in Africa at a Maasai Tribal Church in Transamera, Kenya. After coming out, and the Lord really moved by the Holy Ghost and spoke, saying, Seal my people by my word as I am sending the angel from the east, having the seal of the living God, so send I you. Now, there was other things that were shown in the visions of water, but that's the basic, the time that we are in now, in present truth, and we took that to be a very profound command of God to seal his people, meaning that we're in the last of the last days. Now, how are we sealed? Well, the Holy Ghost. We're sealed with the Holy Ghost through the day of redemption. We receive the promised possession. And after that, we have received the Word of God. Now, the Word has to be the truth by which we are sealed. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy Word is truth. The sanctification process is essential for spirit, soul, and body for the believer to come to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ. Now you have many that in these last days will say the name of the Father is Jehovah and the name of the Son is Jesus. Or they will say that the name of the Father is Elohim and the name of the Son is Jesus, not realizing that the name Jesus is above all names. It's above the name of Jehovah. It's above the name of Elohim. It's been uh, above the name of the Tetragrammaton, the yod It's above all names. And that is, in the Old Testament, they said there were 70 names of God. But each of these names were attributes. The name, meaning back then, was the essence and the intrinsic value of that uh, name, whatever it was. For example, we have uh, Jacob, heel planter, subplanter, heel catcher, uh, Judah, pray, celebrated. Then we have Issachar, my heart, my reward, buckler, shield. Then we have Simeon, to hear, to understand. Uh, we'd have a son born, uh, Reuben, see you a son. Each one of the names would have the meaning into that name describing the uh, intrinsic value, the very essence of that person. And that's the reason why that Jesus is so important because Jesus is Jehovah, is salvation. My God has become my Savior. And that is profound. So in every name that there is in the Old Testament, let's talk about the Tetragrammaton, the Yod, Ha, Wa, Ha. That is the Yud, the Ha, and the sixth letter, Wa, which was transliterated Avav, and Ha. When we use that Tetragrammaton, we are saying it's used of the name of God that was so so holy that the uh, the priests, the scribes, would not say it out loud. Otherwise, they would profane it. And if it was ever written, it was never to be erased because it would do dishonor to the name and profane the name. 
giving honor to the name. Well, it's mentioned 6,828 times. Now, that's a lot of times in the Word of God for the Tetragrammaton, the yod ha ha which we call with the vowel points Yahweh. Uh, transliterated, Jehovah, Yehovah. Well, that is uh, the name of God in its intrinsic value. The Yud, the hand of God. Then we have a Ha, the spirit of God. The Wa, the sixth letter, which means to connect. The, the camel's hump, uh, to bridge over, to connect to uneven, unlikely things. God to man, heaven to earth. And uh, there in the Yod, the Yud, Ha, Waha, we have that tetragrammaton where we get the name transcribed Jehovah. And we see in Exodus 6 that God, Elohim, which has an Eim, which would be plural, which is the plural of El or Elohah. But Eim, in when he refers to God, uses a single, singular verb tense. Why? Because in essence, Elohim, with even though a plural em on it, that the noun that there is singular. It's a singular noun. But when used with a little e, God's plural, it's always used with a plural verb. You know, Elohim are. But we find in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. There we see that it is uh, uh, in the creation, Bereshit in the beginning, Barah created, Elohim. Well, that created singular, Elohim. And then there is a small word, not transliterated, into our English uh, Bible. Bereshit, Barah, Elohim, eight. That Allah Tav, that is the first and last letter of the Hebrew ABC theory. The Allah Tav is the Aleph Bet, or the ABCs in Hebrew, 22 letters. So in the candlestick, we have 22 knobs of bowls. And on each of the branches, there's six branches, we have three knops of bowls on each of the six branches, which gives us a total of 18. That will contain a half egg of beaten olive oil that will feed the lamps, seven lamps, on the candlestick, on the menorah. Then in the center shaft, the shamash, the servant branch, there will be four knops of bowls for a grand total of the branches and the shamash, our servant branch, 22 knops of bowls, because 22 is the number of light. 22 being the number of light, which is the same as the Hebrew alphabet, or the Hebrew ABC diary. So the longest chapter in your Bible, in the Word of God, is Psalm 119. And in Psalm 119, it breaks down each of the Hebrew letters. And each of the Hebrew letters has a numeric value with it. And not only does it have a numeric value, it has a picture with it also. The only language that has not only a letter, but a numeric value along with a picture. When we see that, we're in the middle 
right in the middle of the Word of God in your Bible, there is Psalm 119. And we see these capital Allah. And in that Allah, all capitalized because it's deity, speaks of God, there will be eight verses under each one. And uh, the Allah, eight verses. Under the Beth, the Beit, eight verses. Gomel, eight verses. Daleth, eight verses. All the way through to the Tav, eight verses. Eight is the number of new beginnings. There's seven in an octave. There's seven days in a week. And then on the eighth day becomes the first day of the next week or a new beginning. So therefore, we have eight as the number of new beginnings. If we take the name Jesus in the Greek, Jesus, it is the only name in the word of God that will give us a numerical gematria of 888. No other name in the word of God will give us 888. And that is the new beginning, the beginning of the new creation of God, which is God himself in righteousness. Now, righteousness, biblical righteousness, is that grace reigns through righteousness. And it says in John 16, when the Holy Ghost has come, he'll reprove the world of sin, Jesus said, because they believe not on, on me, of righteousness, because I go to my Father, and of judgment, because the prince of this world is judged. He goes on about righteousness in John 16 and tells us that no more will I speak in Proverbs, but I will show you plainly of the Father. No more hidden treasures in Christ, showing plainly that he is the Father. You see, there's a mystery of God and the Father and of Christ in Colossians 2, verse 1 through 9. And it states, to the full acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ, Colossians 2, verse 1 through 9, in whom or in him, Jesus only, in him are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Hid? Why would you hide that? Because only those of a pure heart will see it. Those, when you seek for God with all your heart, is the day you'll find him. And the revelation of Jesus in the last days, the last book in the Bible, in your, the word of God, is a revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. The things are the things of faith. The faith is the that faith that was once delivered to the saints that we, as the body of Christ, are to be earnestly contending for that faith that was once delivered to the saints. It's given to us freely in Revelation, the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. He sent and signified it. There's a sign. That's a sealing. By his angel unto John. This is the words of the book of this prophecy. This book of this prophecy is the revelation of Jesus Christ given to us in the last days in the faith that was once delivered to the saints. It's the final consummation of all things 
for the body of Christ in its growth from glory to glory to the measure of the stature of Jesus Christ. All the Old Testament names, they say there's 70 names of God in the Old Testament. We have the Tetragrammaton. We have El, God, Eloah, God, Eloah, God, Elohim, God. We have that, and my Hebrew pronunciation is not good, Tezeshkobot, which is the Lord of hosts, host. Those seven names of God are the primary names, with the rest of them being attributes. Well, all of them are attributes. The Yud is hand. The Ha is spirit. The Wa on the sixth letter is the hump to join. Everyone will have a left. Allah will be an ox and means strength, almighty. There, the bet, the bait will be house, Beth El, house of God. Then we have Gamal, the, to bridge over, to connect. Daleth, door, ha, spirit, etc. And this is the Hebrew, the Hebraic design for the 22 chapters in the Revelation. The book of the Revelation has exactly 22 chapters. And each one of the chapters has a design based upon the Aleph Bet of the Hebrew. There, he's showing his name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty to the glory of the Father. And this is the revelation that is being revealed now rather than a trinity that there's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. And if you have not tuned into the podcast, the Son of God versus God the Son. Why did he call him the Son of God? Then you will see the revelation that's given now. Who is Jesus and who he is? Everyone that knows that uh, Jehovah is the Tetragrammaton, is the holy name of God, and Jehovah is Elohim, God. Elohim is Jehovah. God is the Lord. And the capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D is Jehovah. But then there is a capital L, small case O-R-D, Adon, the man who is God. God revealed in a body of flesh and blood. So the Lord, capital L, capital O, capital R-D, said unto my Lord, capital L, small case, O-R-D, the Lord said unto my Lord, set thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. In Matthew twenty-two forty-two, when it sounded like there's two, Jesus expounded on that about the revelation of Christ, that Christ is God. Christ is God in that invisible spirit. You go into heaven, I'm there. You go into hell, I'm there. David, where's the house that you will build me? That is the invisible spirit that is omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent. He is almighty. He's all-knowing, and he is ever-present everywhere. There is that invisible spirit of God. 
but for God to be revealed, to be manifest. There's a mystery. And the mystery of godliness is given to us in 1 Timothy 3.16. Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness, which is God was manifest in the flesh. Past tense. Justified in the spirit. Not God Jr., not a second person of the Godhead. God himself was manifest in the flesh. Justified in the spirit, seen of angels. Believed on in the world. Preached unto the Gentiles. Believed on the world. Received up into glory. 1 Timothy 3.16. God was. That's what happened in the days of God's flesh, in the days of his flesh. But now, that name, Jesus, is uh, the only manifest, revealed name of God there is. For the Tetragrammaton has no blood. El, Eloah, Eloah, Elohim, Jezebach, the Lord of hosts, has no blood. And you take all the various titles uh, and the attributes, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals you. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord our peace. Jehovah Nathiskinu, the Lord our righteousness. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord that provides. And on and on and all the different titles of the Lord are not proper names, but are attributes. It's like he said, my name is Jealous. Capital J-E-L-A-J-E-A-L-O-U-S. Jealous. Well, that is an attribute of that name. He is a jealous God. He's God and he is jealous. There, God is all-powerful, almighty. Love, God is love. All of these are attributes. And the names and all the names in the Old Testament are attributes of that name. So why would you say in Exodus 6 that Abraham, who knew God almighty, is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. But yet, it says in Exodus 6 that God speaking to Moses said, by my name Jehovah was I not made known to Abraham. What? Why not? Well, God is God, and Abraham, literally, with the angels that came to him, and one stayed back, and he called him Lord. Capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, which is God Almighty. But Jesus said, before Abraham I was, before Abraham was, I am. And he's also stated that Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it. The day, the Jesus? Yes. Well, somebody said, well, why didn't it just simply name the name of Jesus in the Old Testament? Well, because he had not taken on a permanent abode. I question to you, if you had a rental house and you're not going to permanently stay there, you're just renting it until at some later date, you will buy a home and you will permanently reside there, your permanent residence. But the other one will be a temporary residence that you will only rent that house and stay there for a period of time and you're leaving. It will not be a permanent abode or permanent tabernacle. Well, everything in the Old Testament, we find that Jacob wrestled with the angel. We know that that angel 
was the redeeming angel, which is Jesus, says so in Genesis 48. The angel that redeemed thee. No, no angel can redeem you. And uh, he asked him, what is your name? And uh, at that point, he touched Jacob in the thigh and changed his name from Jacob to Israel. As a prince, thou hast power of God. We find also in the burning bush, Moses goes up to the mount and sees a bush that had fire, what was yet was not consumed. And a voice speaking to him out of the bush, saying, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Moses, take off the shoes from off your feet, for the ground you stand on is holy. When he's told that he's to go down and deliver Israel out of Egypt. And he says, what is your name? That when this they ask me, I can tell them. He said, tell them, I am that I am. All capital letters and all bold. I am that I am. Well, it is uh, I am that I am. And I was that I will always be. And I am that I shall be and always shall be. Past, present, and future. He is God. Self-existent, eternal God. Always will be God. Has been God. And is God. That's what he said. I am that I am. That is given to us in Exodus 3. There, that is an attribute that he is ever, this ever-present, eternal God Almighty. Elohim, he doesn't have to have anybody worship him to be God. But yet, we have given to Moses a law. And in Exodus 6, God says, By my name Jehovah, was I not made known to Abraham? Why? He knew he was God Almighty. He knew there's only one God. But why would he say, by my name Jehovah, what is, was I not made known unto Abraham? Why? Because Moses now will receive a law. Even though death will reign from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam, which was a figure of him that was come, Yet death still reigned. But sin is not imputed where there is no law. But death still reigned. But then he gave a law to Moses. And Exodus 20, we have the Ten Commandments. We have the Decalogue. And then there is a wah in the Tetragrammaton. yod ha yod ha wah ha Well, that Jehovah or Yahweh, and that W, that sixth letter, is connecting God to man, heaven to earth. And now we're going to have a, a connection with God where he wants to have fellowship with mankind. Elohim, he stands alone as God. Self is death and eternal God, and that is all God's attributes. And he alone stands as God. He doesn't have to be worshipped to be God. He's God. But Jehovah, by that means uh, that he wants fellowship. He wants that fellowship with mankind, with the vav or the walk that connects. He wants to connect with and uh, the human race. And he gives the law to Moses. And now by the name Jehovah, he's making that known to Moses. Was not made known to Abraham. He didn't give him a law. He gave him circumcision as a sign. Therefore, that covenant there, the Abrahamic covenant, 
but Moses, he gave the law. Well, by my name, Jehovah. But the name Jehovah, here again, is an attribute. Everything is an attribute. Jezebel is host. Everything that God says in the yud ha are attributes of God. And each of these letters in the Hebrew ABCDary, ABCDary also have a numeric value in the numbers as well as pictures. And we see that this will be totally revealed, not anymore speaking in Proverbs, but plainly shown to us that in that Old Testament, God never took on a permanent abode. He did not stay as that angel that wrestled with Jacob. He did not stay in that burning bush that spake with Moses that I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. He did not. And when he spoke to Joshua and the man had the sword drawn, they're going over Jordan and Jacob, uh, Joshua sees the man. Joshua says, are you for us or are you against us? He said, neither. Take your shoes from off your feet, Joshua. The ground you stand on is holy. There's another appearing of the Lord. And we see this all the way through. We're there with Abraham. One of the angels stayed back, ate with Abraham, while the two went down to Sodom and Gomorrah to deliver Lot and those that would follow Lot out. And he was the Lord. Same way with uh, Manoah, Samson's dad. And the angel, when, he had, when Samson's dad asked him point blank, what is your name? And he said, why do you ask me my name? Seeing that it is secret. Why was it secreted? Because it will not be revealed until God takes on a permanent tabernacle, a permanent residence a permanent abode, and until the Word is made flesh, God manifest in the flesh, until He's revealed in His everlasting permanent abode forever, then and only then will He place His name, the only manifest, revealed name of God there is, the name that is above every name, above Jehovah, above the Tetragrammaton, above Elohim, above El Shaddai, above them all, is the name Jesus. And it's not mentioned in the Old Testament because he never took on a permanent dwelling, a permanent tabernacle, a permanent residence, a permanent abode. He did in the New Testament where God will be revealed, Emmanuel, God with us, and the name that will be above every name. The reason that the name Jesus is the power that we are called by that name is that it contains the blood. You see, Jesus, in the beginning was the word, word with God, the word was God, the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. That's not the son, that's the word. The son doesn't come into being until the word is made flesh. Now, he's manifest. The Word was made flesh, and we beheld His glory, God's glory. The Word was made flesh, and we beheld His glory. The only, 
as the only begotten Son of God. The only begotten is the monogenes, the monogenes theos, the only begotten God. The monogenes euos, the only begotten Son. He's the only begotten one. The so unique, only one, never will be another begotten Son of God. And why is that? Because the only begotten is the Yaqid. The Yaqid is the so unique. In Isaiah 43.10 and in Philippians 2.6-8, it tells us how God manifests himself. Paul tells us that in Philippians 2, verse 6, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, Philippians 2, 6, Morpha, that is a permanent abode. A permanent abode, not a temporary, not a rental house, not something that's going to be here today and gone tomorrow. It's permanent. That means that he is permanently in the form of God, spirit. He's always been spirit, always will be that spirit, and always has been that spirit. Being in the form of God. Thought it not robbery to be equal with God. All of the intrinsic values of God from the aloft to the top are all equal. I wisdom dwell with prudence, Proverbs 8. Wisdom is a single personal pronoun. I wisdom. I wisdom daily was his delight. That is a singular personal pronoun of a standalone attribute of God himself, wisdom. But he said, I dwell with prudence. There's another attribute of God. And uh, with me is understanding. There's another attribute of God. Another attribute of God is power. He, did, he created the earth by his wisdom, power, and understanding. Je- Jeremiah 51, 15. Three different attributes of God but yet only one God. Various attributes. We find that in Genesis 1.26. God said, let us make man in our own image. Us and our are plural personal pronouns. Let us, plural personal pronoun, make man in our personal pronoun, plural, own image. Somebody said, well, it's God talking to the angels or the Father talking to the Son, Holy Ghost. No, no, absolutely not. There's only one, one Spirit, one God, not another. There's no Spirit Junior. There's no God Junior. There's no God the Father, God the Son. No, there's only one God. And uh, he's never referred to as God the Son because he's the Son of God, referring to God made flesh, God manifest in flesh, Word made flesh. Therefore, Whenever it says uh, that that begotten Son of God, the only begotten Son of God, in Philippians 2, 6, he being in the form of God, Spirit, thought it not robbery to be equal to God, Spirit. Nobody's equal with God except God himself. But made himself of no reputation. He laid aside his glory. Made void. Only God could do that. Why? Because he's going to work as a man. He's got to have a kinsman redeemer. He's got to have a man that is our likeness, that is uh, all things made like unto his brother. To redeem us under the law, he had to come in under the law. That's exactly what he did. Galatians 4, verse 4, in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son. Not the father speaking to a son, 
No, we're in the word of God. That's ludicrous. It's a lie. It's an error. In the fullness of time, God sent forth his son. How? Made of a woman. Made in under the law. And Adam after the fall. Why? To redeem us that were under the law. He became one of us. And by doing so, he became a man. He worked as a man, not as a God man, as a man. How did he do it? He made himself of no reputation. Philippians 2, 6. Of no reputation is kenosis. Kano. Literally made void. Set aside his glory. Literally laid it aside, not to use it, not to, to work only as a man. How did he do it? He made himself of no reputation, took on him, that spirit, even though it's not going to be used, made him no reputation, the form of a servant. Servant, and that is morpha, the form of, forever being there, the form of a servant, made in the likeness of men, being found in fashion as a man. Who? God fashioned as a man. And being found in fashion as a man, humbled himself, even to the death, the death of the cross. Wherefore God hath highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name. Old Testament, New Testament, all that ever has been or will be a name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. Things in heaven, things in earth, things under the earth will confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord. That that servant, that man, fashioned as a man. We find in Isaiah 43, 10, the same. Isaiah prophesying of it many years before. Said, thus saith the Lord, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, the self-existent eternal spirit of God, invisible. No, that Thus saith the Lord, and my servant, whom I have chosen, Somebody said, well, that certainly sounds like there are two of them, but there's not. And that's where your revelation comes in. It's hid. All treasures of wisdom and knowledge are hid in Christ, which is God, which is the Father, which is that mystery of God and the Father and of Christ in Colossians 2, verse 1 through 9. And how is it? Thus saith the Lord and my servant whom I have chosen that you may know and believe me and understand. Not believe denomination. Not believe bishops, apostles, prophets, or whatever they, whoever they say they are. But believe me, saith God, that you may know, believe me, and understand. Have the understanding of it. That I am he. God, the Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, is that servant. And he goes on and states, Before me, there was no God formed. God formed, yes, and is only one time. Neither shall the after me, no other ever God formed. Morpha. See now that I, I am God, thy Savior. I am the Lord, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. This is Jesus, who is, we don't call him Jehovah, we don't call him uh, uh, Elohim or El Shaddai, 
because that's just one of his attributes. He's not just Jehovah, Lord, God Almighty. He is everything that God is from A to Z. He is the Almighty God. That's the Allah. It's the first letter of the Hebrew abecedary. It has a picture of an ox, which means Almighty, all strength. Well, we find that in Revelation 1.8. Who does Jesus say he is? I'm Alpha and Omega. I am, in the Greek, A to Z. In the Hebrew, I'm the Allah through the Tav. In English, I'm the A to the Z. I'm all. He said, I'm Alpha and Omega. The beginning and the ending, which is, was, and is to come, the Almighty. That's Jesus. That is Jesus Christ. Well, the, that's only the Allah. That's Almighty. Then you go to Beth, the house. Well, who is that? Well, it's Jesus. And he said in the volume of the book, in the volume of this book, in the Word of God, the Bible, in the volume of this book, it is written to me, I come to do thy will, O God, for a body thou hast prepared me. God prepared himself a body. Search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. And these are they that testify of me, Jesus said. I'm all of it. From Genesis 1 to Revelation 22. There's not, a, there's not another. The only begotten God. The only begotten one. The Yaquid. The singular. Jesus only. The Christ. Who is God? Who is God manifest? Not just God in the invisible spirit of God, who is the omniscient, omnipotent, and omnipresent God. He is that God revealed, the Son of God, God manifest in the flesh. He's also the Son of Man. That's the kingdom office of the Spirit of God. And there's only one. Never has been two, only one. So because we have hewed out cisterns that can hold no water, Trees twice plucked up by the roots, wandering stars, uh, not growing up into him, not them, him. In all things, all truth, because we refuse to do so. That the Holy Ghost will lead us and guide us into all truth, all things. And it's freely given to us all things. We find that in 1 John 2.20. You have an unction from the Holy One. You have no need that any man teach you. And you know all things. And you know all truth and no lies of the truth. First John 2, 22. Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. He's Antichrist. Why? Because he's denied both the Father, because Christ is the Father, and the Son. Why? Because the Son of God is the Father revealed. One of the same spirit. So what is, he, what is he going to reveal in the last days? Jesus Christ. Who is that? God Almighty. And there's only one. There's not a second person of the Godhead. There's not a man standing at the right hand of God beside God that Jesus stated in Revelation 3.21. Whosoever cometh, overcometh, will I grant to sit with me in my throne. Where did you go, Jesus? Even as I overcame and am set, S-E-T, 
a state of glory down with my father in his throne. All power in heaven and earth given unto him. So your God became a man. He laid aside his glory and fulfilled the law. And by doing so, took the ordinance of that law, the ordinances of that law, and nailed it to his cross. And thereby broke down that middle wall of partition that parted God from all mankind, thereby making peace, making one new man. That new man is Christ Jesus, who is our Savior. That first Adam was made a living soul. That second Adam, that last Adam, Christ Jesus, was made a quickening spirit. The Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. We all with open face beholding is in a glass. The glory of the Lord are changed into his same image. From glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord. There's only one God. Because we have hewed out cisterns that can hold no water. Because we've hewed out this Trinity doctrine, which there is no such thing. God will do a work in the last days. And it's called a work of judgment. And we see that judgment in the revelation of Jesus Christ to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. What things is he showing us? The things of faith. All truth. Showing us who he is. And God now is uh, sealing his servants in their foreheads with the mind of Christ. Only those will stand in the evil day. Only those that are sealed, that having received this word of God, that they are sealed with the Holy Spirit of, of, the Holy Spirit of promise until they receive the promised possession. Him that overcometh will inherit all things, all truth, all things. And faith is the substance of things. Hope for the evidence of things not seen. God's given this, these things now to those that have an ear to hear. And that's the reason why we don't pray in the name of uh, Father in the name of Jesus. No. We, that's before the cross. Jesus said at that day, in other words, at the time he's glorified, in John 16, you will not ask the Father in my name. You will ask in my name. And I say not, I'll pray the Father for you. We just say the name Jesus. Not Jehovah. Not Father in the name of Jesus. Say the name of Jesus. Everything. All angels. All in heaven and earth. At the name of Jesus. Bows and is subject to the name of Jesus. Why? Because all power in heaven and earth is given to him. Matthew 28, 18. That same Jesus whom you crucified, God's made him both Lord and Christ. Lord Jehovah God Almighty and Christ the Holy Ghost. Acts 2, 36. He is that blessed and only potentate. That man, Christ Jesus, is that blessed and only omnipotent God. 1 Timothy 6, 15 and 16. Who only hath our mortality? Jesus only. Dwelling in the light permanently. Dwelling in that light, housing in that light, which no man can approach unto, nor see, nor can see. He's your God. And is not two, there's not three, there's only one. And we're going to see that in the last day work of the ministry, in the revelation of Jesus Christ. That's where we are. 
That's where we are, neighbor. That's where we are. Those that have the Spirit of God filled with the Holy Ghost, knowing that we are in the last of the last days, the signs are here. Now God is preparing that body, coming together in one. One body, one Spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, who is above all, Father of us all and in us all. It's the work of the ministry. And neighbor, if you believe this, the Holy Ghost bears witness with your spirit that this is the truth. Contact us. God's placing this body, gathering it together, compacting it together into one now. We have many ministers from all over the world. We're not joining up in a denomination, but in a fellowship that we know them that labor among us. Give us a call or drop us a line, a message, and we'll get in contact where we can have fellowship one with another. That's blood flow. Because if we walk in the light, we're all in one mind and one accord. It has to happen. For God to do anything, it has to be one mind and one accord. We're literally all carrying the same uh, burden. The burden is on us. Any man says the burden of the Lord, the burden of the Lord will be cut off. The burden's on us. And there's only one burden I have shown. We bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. If we walk in the light, in that light of truth, in the present truth, not Pentecost, that happened 2,000 years ago. God's doing a new thing. If we walk in the light, present truth, as he is in the light, the season now in tabernacles, not Pentecost, tabernacles, not Pentecostals, but tabernacleists, called by the name of Jesus, in the new thing that he's doing, preparing us now, Sealing us now for that great work, the great thing that he's going to do, the new thing, the new wine. He's making new wineskins now. Then it is imperative, essential, that we all come together in one, and we have to make contact. The bone joined to the bone makes a joint, of whichever joint supplies through the edifying of itself in love. And that's what God's doing now through the supply of the Spirit. It's imperative. It's essential. You believe this word, contact us, let us know, and we'll contact you, and we'll come together into one. And that's what God is doing. If we walk in the light, as he is in the light, Jesus, revealing the name Jesus, the last day revelation of Jesus Christ, the true revelation, not a trinity, not a tunis, not a oneness, but a Jesus-only doctrine of Christ. He's going to reveal it in the last days, in and through the body of Christ, in the work of the ministry, and this gospel being preached in all the world for a witness in all nations, and then the end will come. We walk in the light as he is in the light. In this present truth, then we will have fellowship one with another. We will be one mind and one accord. The body of Christ will be fitly framed together, compacted together through the Lord Jesus Christ, coming together in one mind and one accord for the greatest move of God this side of the second coming of Jesus that we have fellowship one with another. If we believe this truth, we're walking in it, we believe it, then we come in one mind and one accord. Then we have fellowship one with another. And then the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. It's sanctification, both spirit, soul, and body. Well, give us a call. We want to hear from you. We want to be one with you. If you believe this truth and you believe the true Jesus the Almighty God. 
Write to me, Dennis Beard, Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas, zip code 75606. Or, if you have a question, you can send us that or a message. Contact us on our websites, sailinggodspeople.com, sailinggodspeople.org, or dennisbeard.org. We'll look to hear from you. I look forward to meeting you. Thank you for those that are lifting up and giving us your prayerful support as well as your generous donations. For it's only through your generous donations that we're able to keep these podcasts coming to you over the air. We always pray over the offerings, 30, 60, 100 fold, literally multiplied back to you according to the Word of God. Well, we love to hear from you. And until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold the real Jesus.